heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You remember the phrase, peace through strength. It has a place in America's history. Most of us, when we bring that phrase up, we think immediately of uh, former president number 40, Ronald Reagan. That's who we think of right there, right? And Reagan talked about that often. In fact, uh, at the Republican National Convention, uh, July 17th, 1980, Uh, And he says here, uh, Reagan said, we know only too well that war comes not when the forces of freedom are strong, but when they are weak. It is then that tyrants are tempted. We all felt that coming through this early part of the Biden administration because we knew that he would not have a strong foreign policy. Now, that has been surely verified in real time. We've seen that with the pullout of Afghanistan, the way he's dealing with China, uh, the way he's dealing with Russia, uh, and really all matters that are driven to foreign policy are problematic. You know, as they're doing all their budgets and they're worried about climate change and these sort of things, none of their efforts are toward our military. In fact, it was back in the 80s where Reagan had to rebuild the military back then, you might recall. In the same way that Donald Trump had begun to do after the disrepair that was going on through the Obama years, it was ascending. So you get this teeter-totter sort of event when you have a uh, one of these, you know, call it what you want, one of these leftists in office. Uh, they tend to pull us down and want to even the playing field and put us on the world stage. And the problem with all that is we become very vulnerable. You know, at the Reagan Library, on on the website of the Reagan Library, it says this remark. During Reagan's administration, the size of the United States Army grew by two active divisions and saw the development of new weapons systems. Now, you remember, and I'm sure you do, the Strategic Defense Initiative. It was often referenced as Star Wars. You might recall that, right? It It was People had fun with that as well in the media, of course. But it was it was announced as a, a, a defense against a nuclear attack. It, it was President Reagan's hope that his new military initiative would not only contain communism, but defeat it. And listen, my fellow Americans, we did defeat it back then. I mean, I say we, meaning Ronald Reagan, uh, Margaret Thatcher, and Mikhail Gorbachev was remarkable what happened in the world. Yeah, I mean, you remember, it echoes in your mind right now in your ears, tear down this wall, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, you can hear it. You can hear it just echo in the wind. And the challenge we're having right now to bring it to current day, my, my fellow Americans, is I believe it's how do we strike the right chord with foreign policy And to me, this is the heart of the matter. So it's, you know, not too little, not too much. We've got to have that really happy medium. This is really diplomacy and the balance of strength, or as Reagan would have said, peace through strength. 
Now, with all the budgets and everything the Biden administration has done, there has been no focus or attention on our military budgets whatsoever, not even keeping up with inflation. And all their efforts are put into, you know, climate change, uh, sort of green energy, electric cars, uh, social welfare programs. That's where the effort is throughout the, the Biden and our, you know, our adversaries are seeing all this. They're seeing that. And this is exactly what they were hoping for. It's what they were looking for. Remember, this all comes right after the Trump doctrine. And the Trump doctrine was a different sort of doctrine from all the years before that, with the surely with the Obama years. It was a totally different sort of doctrine. It, it really is the shift in foreign policy that we've seen back in the Reagan years. This is a problem right now as to what's happening with China, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, all of these uh, adversaries out there, they all see what's happening here. They see that America's attention is not on peace through strength. They see that we're not paying attention. We're not focused on our military. They see that, I mean, they, they see the same news cycle we see people. They see that we're running around with a woke military. We're worried about, you know, transgender sort of things or who's got the best haircut or, you know, gays in the military, all these things that are sort of dr driving the conversation and not on the things that really, really matter. So these are all distractions. They're deflections from what really needs to happen and what really needs to take place. That is a very, very troubled sign right now, I share with you. It's very troubling because the danger is in front of us. And, you know, as, as, as he said right here, I mean, we all know too well that war comes when the forces of freedom are strong. But when they are weak, it is when the tyrants are tempted. Now, I had a sense of this coming before we ever... You know, before Biden started to make some of the maneuvers in foreign policy and domestic policy that he's doing, I knew full well, and you probably did as well, that we were going to be in a very troubled mindset just down the road. We're doing it to ourselves. Our enemy, our biggest enemy here in America is really the Marxist left. It's, it's America. It's, a, it's the people right here at home. That's really our biggest problem and challenge. We don't have it together, in other words. We're not in our groove. We don't have peace through strength. We're decimating our military budgets. And we're, we're focused on all these things that, never mind, they don't mean anything in the big scope of things. And they're all distractions. They're all that shiny object syndrome I talk to you about all the time. Just distractions that the media does. So there is this global movement. You know, I, I referenced on Viewpoint over the weekend, we sort of are off tilt. And we the earth I'm speaking about, and America for that matter as well, we're, we're, the whole thing is off tilt right now. And when I say off tilt, I mean, we're, it's like the earth is off tilt on, the, on its axis. You know what I mean? It's like, what happened really? Isn't, isn't that the way you kind of feel sometimes? Like what's really going on here? And, you know, all the and let me say this big statement right now. You think we have troubles right now with COVID land and all the mandates and everything else that they're trying to make their new normal. Just think if there's a world event that happens that supersedes all that and then we'll make that like a non-event. That's what happens. You see all these other problems come up and then they take over. And it's almost what I think could happen here with a world event unexpectedly, back to Reagan's comment back at the RNC convention in 1980. You know, it, 
that war comes when the forces of freedom that, you know, that's what happens. The forces of freedom, if they're strong, it doesn't come. But if they're not, if they're weak, that's when the tyrants are tempted. And that's what we're dealing with right now. But in spite of all that, people, here's here's the big aha moment. Not everything is going that well in China. China has a lot of problems. Now, keep in mind, with a closed society, a lot of that is not shared out there. We, we don't know all the dirty details. Now, we do through channels and intelligence channels, uh, both uh, not just government intelligence channels, but private intelligence channels as well. We know there's a lot of things happening there. But China is a closed society. That's what it is. They don't want that stuff out there any more than they wanted anybody to know anything about COVID. The way they shut, you know, the uh, the CDC down and our government here and the WHO and all of that. They don't want people to know what's going on back there. They they that's how they want it. They want a closed society, it's just like North Korea and other places for that matter. But today, China, I, I think what we want to grapple with is this whole notion, and it's I think it's important to keep on the side view here peace through strength. It, I believe that is the only way that's going to stop China, is if they know we mean business. That's not going to come, sadly, people, from a Biden administration, is it now? That's the problem. So we're in a moment of, I'll tell you right now, a moment of weakness. Over these next few years, we are going to be at our most vulnerable. Right now, these next few years, surely the most vulnerable. And between now and the midterm elections, I would say to you, we're, we're extremely vulnerable. We're, we're, we're naked, basically. And a lot of things could happen. And it's not just China, but you also got the threat of Islam and the threat of a jihad, terrorist attacks, period. End of story, right? You've got the terrorist attacks, that possible, and you've got other things going on that are all circumstances. We know Russia, Ukraine, Iran, nuclear weapon, game change, Middle East, Israel sitting there. You see what you see the picture you've got here now? And then you've got China over there. And all of these entities are playing against each other. You know, China and Russia are not friends, but I got to tell you what, they surely know how to play with each other and against each other. That's and that's the most lethal force right there. And all of this is captured on top of America in a way that is it it leaves us short of breath. It leaves us in a very compromising situation. Really, it does. That's where I think and the fact that we're at this vulnerable point, I think we need to be on high alert. And I'm telling you right now that whatever happens, if that big event happens, uh, an event of the calamity that I'm speaking about and on any level, it's going to be a game changer like we haven't seen surely since 9-11 and could go much further than that. So I'll leave it there. But it could go much further than that. That's the vulnerability we're at right now at the moment. And that's compliments of this nation who, whether it's fraud or not or legal or what have you, the fact that we got an administration that is is inept and dangerous as they are. And that's really, that's the opposite of peace through strength. And that's what the tyrants and our adversaries are looking for right now. And I suggest they could strike or something could happen. Now, I want to talk a little bit today about uh, this bigger deal with China, why they're having the good, I guess, well, you say this in a way, it doesn't, may not sound right, but 
there's some good news in all of this in the fact that China is sort of like uh, they're tripping over their own feet. Maybe that's the way I'll say it. They're tripping over their own feet. They're having a lot of problems. And it's a litany list of problems. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, the calculus is there. Like all of this is wrong. And they're having troubles with that economically, their own people there, uh, struggles. The question is how big or small those troubles are. Are they a major challenge for China in the way? Because a lot of these countries like China and Russia and others, they put their military first before they'll feed their people, before they'll do anything worthwhile. They'll put their military first to their dying breath. I'm very sincere when I say that. It's until their dying breath, that's what's going to be fed first. It's going to be just like Iran was that way. That's exactly it. And that's who they're going to take care of. So, you know, we can sit here and give you the list today, and we're going to do that in moments here. But at the same time, you know, it might give some people comfort, but I'm not sure it necessarily gives me comfort. Because at the end of the day, if they see a ripe opportunity in front of them, my fellow Americans, I believe they're going to grab it and the rest of it will be what it is. And that is not only vulnerability, but it leaves us in such a precarious position right now. I never felt this naked as a patriot as I do right this moment. I don't know about you, but that's what I see with foreign policy here. On the voice of a nation today, my friends, we have uh, Dr. Lee Meng Young will be here. She's an independent virologist, whistleblower. You know her, called out the CCP, knows a lot of the backroom games the CCP has played, has dealt with it firsthand through the laboratory, the, the bioweapon that was indeed COVID. We'll touch on some things there. And Ilana Friedman is here as well. Ilana's a veteran intelligence analyst. Uh, she's an advisor in intelligence-led counterterrorism solutions. Ilana has a, a very terrific op-ed article on America Out Loud. It's, Will China's Dream of a World Empire Collapse Before It Begins? But I'd like to come through a list right now and have you just, let's keep it real, but keep it simple. And let's inform listeners, so you're all informed out there as to what some of these points are, Ilana. What's the, the litany list of things that could undermine China's ability. And I say that, I still maintain the position, and we can argue this later, you and I and Dr. Lee Meng Young can. I don't know that it's enough to stop what China's plans are in the immediate future, because I think they put their own self-serving communist principles ahead of everything else and their military. And I think that's really at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, that's what's gonna matter. They'll let the rest of it go to hell in a handbag probably. So that doesn't give me comfort. Well, let's come through that list right now. First of all, thank you, uh, Malcolm, for, for picking this topic for today. It's, it's really important. I, and sometimes it's, it's certainly downplayed in the press. We don't really have a sense of, of, of what is going on in China that threatens us so much. Uh, China has as its mission essentially overtaking the United States as world leader and, and over the past decades has made a tremendous inroads in 
establishing a presence in countries all around the world and a serious presence. For example, they take over the ports uh, and, and manage the ports. And in doing so, we know that they are spying on the countries that they are, uh, where, where they have this, this opportunity. Other things that they, where they come in and they take the, the raw materials, the natural resources, and they, in the process of removing them, they destroy the, the land that they are um, essentially taking advantage of and, and getting uh, benefit from. Um, they do the same thing in the oceans, um, in the, the wonderful Galapagos Islands. They're destroying the environment in the ocean off, offshore. They are expanding their presence so that when the time comes, they believe, I think, uh, that uh, when the time comes, uh, they will then be in a position to become not only the world leader, but have a presence in all these areas and all these parts of the world. So uh, these are very ambitious plans. But what we're not hearing about is that China is really on the brink. The country is essentially imploding from the inside. What do I mean? Uh, when, when, the, when, when the CCP uh, began working with these um, viruses, they set up the, the, um, the Wuhan virus laboratory, uh, and they started working with a lot of dangerous viruses, some of which came from, um, they, they got support from the United States. They got viruses from, uh, they, got, they got actual material from Canada. Um, and what they did um, that we later found out, they released this virus in China and had a small epidemic within Wuhan and, mm -hmm. and the, the surrounding area. And what they didn't bother to tell anybody was that it had been developed in, in their laboratories. What's the vulnerability okay. of China right now, please? What has happened is that this was a Pandora's box for China, and okay. they are now suffering from massive epidemic throughout the country of several several diseases. And what's happened is that in China, one of their vulnerabilities is that according to our sources, 150 million people in China have been locked down in their homes. They can't go out, they can't get food or medicine and they're starving. That's one of the things that's happening. Another thing that's happening is that China is suffering from very serious economic woes. Um, they have, for example, um, their real estate industry is collapsing. And the economy, which is really very, very, the, the government that supports the, the economy is very corrupt. A lot of foreign companies that have been active in China are moving to places like Thailand and Vietnam. And, and another thing that, that is happening is they have had a massive flooding over the past summer, and it's destroyed millions of acres of farmland and, and hogs and chickens, all of which um, are basic to the Chinese diet. They're starving their population. So the bottom line here is that the future of China depends on China being strong. China believes, not like us, they believe in strength through strength. And so they have been building up their military and building up their the resources that will help them to expand and achieve their, their Chinese dream. But the what's really happening is that China and Xi Jinping in particular mm -hmm. has overreached um, beyond what okay. they are capable of supporting. 
in right. policy and building the military, all the things they're doing, they cannot afford to do anymore. Okay. And so their economy right. is imploding and their people are dying. All right. So you think that uh, that this overreach, you think, will be the, their, their Achilles heel? I mean, you believe it's, it's going to prevent them from this global world empire domination mode that uh, they, they think they are in, in pursuit of, yeah? Yeah, I think so. In fact, we've seen it before. We saw it with uh, with Adolf Hitler, who tried to take over, uh, who believed he was going to take over the world. And we saw it with Napoleon, who call, called himself emperor of the world. And that lasted about a year. He overreached and he failed and Hitler failed. And I think we're going to see the same thing in China. Uh, Xi Jinping has has sort of made himself the the in, instead of being part of the community, the commune, uh, he has made himself the the strong man of China. And I, I think he's going to meet with ultimately with a lot of resistance from the senior officials in China. So we'll see what happens. But I think it's it, on every level, the the country is fa essentially falling apart. A lot of the uh, points of reference that Ilana brings up are real, and they are challenges they're having there, uh, I'm sure, with their people and economically and the problems of what's happened with the virus itself there that they probably didn't expect or count on. D does all of this hold China back where they self-implode? Or does China, as I mentioned a little while ago, do they just push this aside and like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Like, they don't really care about people, obviously, and their people don't care about anything. They care about raw political power. That's what the communists are after. Does any of this stop China from achieving their goals, or is this just a wish list? Tell me. I totally agree with Elena and Elena and her team has good understanding, very well understanding about China. And what I want to say that is yes, Xi Jinping won't be the real controller for even the whole communism uh, regime over all the other communist members. And also, he won't be a novel emperor for all over the world. So Xi Jinping is pushing everything to centralize his power. However, these things he overreached definitely makes the destabilization inside China. And that's why Xi Jinping, for himself, he actually spent 10 years since he became the chairman to develop the bioweapons and also develop his censorship uh, propaganda uh, this kind of area, and as well as the artificial intelligence in China. And Xi Jinping has used the bioweapons, the coronavirus, uh, the unrestricted bioweapon, to achieve his goal to overseas, which undermines America and other countries' economy, and also bring the panic, bring a lot of chaos to other countries. Mm -hmm. That's why she knows that when you are busy with your business, you have no time to give pressure to China. Right. And she can use this chance to stabilize his power inside China. All right, playing on what you said now there, it, it is clear to me, uh, Dr. Li Yang, that um, he has accomplished those goals. He, he achieved with success uh, his uh, releasing of this bioweapon onto the world and surely the United States 
he accomplished great things. Number one, he removed Donald Trump from office. Donald Trump was a real pain in the ass for him. So he got rid of Donald Trump. Uh, he got rid of that whole Trump doctrine. Uh, he got rid of peace through strength. Uh, he, 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 and he got everybody in uh, this whole other mindset. Now we, the whole world's been changed because of COVID. So I would say back to you, he has achieved his goals through that bioweapon, through COVID-19, the coronavirus unleashed onto the world. Has he not? He used bioweapon as COVID and not only COVID as you thought, because the variant you see also can be the novel unrestricted bioweapon based mm -hmm. on the original COVID-19 strain from Wuhan. He is using that and that's very useful. And for him, he feels that Right. very successful right he so so he does feel yeah. very successful and so he, he he thinks he does doesn't don't you think that he thinks he won this round yeah he thought he had a very great process in achieving the uh, yeah. world dominance so yeah. that's why in china xi jinping established the unrestricted bioweapon and expand the area the development for the next five years and for the later national strategies. From this point now on, we're in a new year here. Uh, we, we see what the world has just gone through. Do you think that this becomes, is this a one-time event? I'm talking for the next many decades. You know, it's been really, uh, I mean, we look back at the last sort of worldwide pandemic was 1917 and 18, back at that era, long time ago. Do you think that he will engage with another bioweapon? Is this part of his strategy moving forward? And I'm talking about in the immediate years, in the immediate moments. Do you see that as a real threat to the world and to the United States? It was a real threat from two years ago, the unrestricted bioweapon, COVID. And it is a threat and it will be the threat to America until Xi Jinping reach his goal that he doesn't like Trump. He also doesn't like Biden. He want to be your president. <laughs> he want Americans the same slaves as we Chinese. Before that, yes, unrestricted bioweapon is threat. So, so will he do this again? Oh, he is working on more. And for example, people thought Omicron from the nature and people thought Omicron is a good end of the pandemic. No, come on, look at how many mutants come out from Omicron suddenly over 30 in the spike proteins and they have their own functions to get avoid of your immunity and also find well with your receptor. So all these Omicron things and the chaos it caused it makes your economy, which is just a little bit recovered during the holiday season, going down. And it makes your medical uh, system again overloaded. And it brings the panic that people realize that vaccine doesn't work. And they were pushed to either get the booster or the fourth dose, or they need to face the adverse effect. All of this bring more chaos. So don't think this is the end of something. This is the next step of the new bioweapons. This could, well, this, I uh, don't want to really say that, but this could become the new normal almost. And I, I don't enjoy saying any part of that with what we've all been through with this COVID. But he sees the successes of what he's done. He clearly sees the successes. 
he knows this has been very, very uh, good for him. Now, you could argue that back and say, well, they've had a lot of trouble there. They've had problems with the COVID. They've had a lot of death. They've had a lot of those with the vaccine. You know, I don't think he really cares about any of that. I, I don't. And I, I know, you know, when I know, Alana, you probably would argue that point back with me or would you? Well, let me ask you that, Alana, right now. Would you argue, debate that point back with me? Or do you think he cares? I don't think he cares, but I don't think he realizes how much uh, how much how much he is in danger of losing everything because of his hubris, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, his overreach. He's he is expending the resources of his country at the expense of his people, by the way, who are the ones who are the workers who provide all of the effort to. Uh, enable China to be successful internationally okay. uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of product, in terms of all the thing, all of their industry, which is supporting, supposedly supporting the economy. His goal of, of, of his world aspirations for what he has in front of him, uh, you know, the question is, do any of these things stop him in his tracks I would suggest back to you, I'm not sure they do. I think he pushes a lot of this aside and I don't think he cares, Alana. And so I'm not sure how any of this stops him. I think he's had great success from unleashing COVID onto the world. I I, I see him sitting back in a, a very comfortable chair, lighting up a cigar. He probably doesn't smoke. Maybe he does in private. Who knows? And toasting to the world that you know, I screwed you all over. Who really cares? Uh, I don't know. Is that a scene? Is that a scene you can see as well? And I think he'll do it again. And but all these other things, oh, whether yeah. you know, let me say to you, whether the dam collapses, whether the flood happens, whether they have any food or not, whether the economy does this or that or the other. I don't think he really cares. I think he'll release another weapon if he can. I think he's looking for that that. Uh, you know, the, 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 he, he wants the marble. He wants the, you know, he's looking for the whole deal here. And I think he will uh, fight to that end. Do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that at all, except that what he is ignoring are the external factors that are likely to bring him down in the long run, which are, for example, the failing economy. Uh, When the economy implodes, which it looks like it may well do, Mm -hmm he is going to have, there's going to be a lot of backlash. There are going to be millions, you know, hundreds of millions of people who, who are not working, who are starving. You're going to have people in his own uh, uh, leadership group who are going to be uh, angry with him for taking control and doing such a bad job of it. And I think this is, and then there are going to be external uh, forces outside of his country. So, you know, he may try, for example, to attack Taiwan and be unsuccessful in that. There are there are many different uh, scenarios that I can see where Xi Jinping is going to fail because he thinks he is uh, indomitable, that nobody can can uh, stop him. And I think he is only human and he is in fact, stoppable. Yeah. And that is maybe what happens because he is failing in so many things. Well, you know, if we had a, a strong leadership, political leadership in Washington, and we had any kind of a strength, peace through strength, if that was uh, uh, still our uh, marching orders here, and we felt comfortable with that, I could probably uh, maybe agree with some of what you say there. But the fact that we don't, 
I don't think I, I'm not sure any of this really is going to stop Xi Jinping. Even if he trips over his own feet, he'll find a way around it all, I would imagine. Well, back to what I said moments ago, I think we're the most vulnerable right now at this very moment of time. And I think in these next many months, uh, surely between now and the midterm, I suspect uh, some other calamity will happen here. I, I don't whether it's I'm not saying it's even necessarily from China. I don't really know. But isn't there a sense of that out there that because of the weak leadership here is so badly bruised and uh, because, you know, and again, keep in mind, ours is an open society. Everything we share in this mass media, and of course, we have the entire media against us here. All of that is pushed and propagated all over the world. They know, see, we, we are not a closed society here. So our, I guess, way to look at it, my friends, our dirty laundry is all over the world. Everybody knows, it's like a gossip channel. Everybody knows. And of course, we get no help from our stupid media. I mean, we get no help at all from them. I mean, they, they're, they are enemy number one here, I would think, as I say to you all the time. And so that puts us in an extremely vulnerable situation. And I think because of the, the Biden-Kamala-Harris administration here, which is really, uh, I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, coming into this administration, I did not have high hopes, for sure. I was concerned, for sure, as you were out there. And you know, because I talked to you many times about it. I mean, none of us were confident. I mean, we knew this was going to be a hell of a challenge. I'm talking about the Biden deal, the, the Biden doctrine, let's call it that. The Biden doctrine, which is a nightmare from hell, you know. And I and I... I was, you know, but I have to tell you, in, in all sincereness, it, he, they, he, they, those, <laughs> them, have surpassed even my wildest of expectations. In other words, they've screwed up even more than I thought they could or would. I, I mean, I didn't predict this, that Afghanistan would be as bad as it was, that our economic collapse would be in front of us, that they would use COVID and bang the drum so badly and do this, you know, mass formation psychosis that is clearly happening in our country, which, of course, the media denies. Oh, no, it's not happening over here. Look the other way. Oh, be quiet. Who, who can believe the media at this point? Who? I mean, they are a cancer unto themselves. I mean, that's the sad reality of what we're dealing with here in our country. So not only do we have an inept government, somebody at the helm of the wheel, that is, and, and, you know, did we think it was going to be this bad? No, I, I don't think any of us did really. I mean, as bad as it is, right? Cause it's bad. It's bad. But you look at that and you look at everything else, the entire administration, you know, maybe we thought that somebody else would, would hold shelter over the Biden administration. Well, probably they are. It's called Barack Obama. Probably he's the one that is holding shelter over the Biden regime. I don't know, but probably is in which case, you know, that's another extension of those eight miserable years we had back then in 2008 through 2016, right? And now here we are. So the vulnerability of where we're at is key at the moment. We've got that isolated over here. But the other problem is with uh, Xi Jinping is how much of this will stop him in, in his tracks. And that's really the profound question. I And I'm not sure anything will. I'm not convinced any of these local domestic or regional problems he's having in his country, I'm not sure they're going to stop him. I, I think he can push right over most of this. 
So I don't know that that collapse is going to be, I mean, he, she references Hitler and Napoleon, but yeah, we're at a whole different magnitude right now. And it's coupled with the fact that we have, we have a, a complete mental case running the country. And I don't say that to be overly anything, but just the fact, and some of you may not like the phrenology, how I ter- term that out, but you know what? It is a fact, isn't it? Who could have ever predicted this? I mean, even those of us who are an optimist have a real hard time finding the silver lining around this episode, don't you think? I mean, where's the silver lining? The only silver lining is the American people, but right now, even those have not pushed back enough against uh, the, the, the psychosis impact that's happening all over the country. People are in a trance. I mean, there, it really is. Don't, don't you get that same feeling? And impre- it's like a trance. It's like you just want to wake people up and say, knock it off. Wake the hell up. Get that mask off your face. What are you doing here? You know, and I see the sad reality of the things that are happening around us. It's a weird state of affairs, like anything we've ever seen. So I think that's where Xi Jinping has been very successful. I, I do. And I, I think he'll do it again. I, see, nothing holds these. When you're evil, when evil is in your heart, nothing stops you. And nothing stops you. You, you, All the rules are out. And when you're wounded at that and things aren't really going your way, you probably are double trouble. You see what I mean? I mean, it's probably the worst situation you could possibly have right there. So that's what I would say is a real problem right now. In the meantime, friends, I mean, you know, there's uh, people want to get back to some sort of a life and God forbid this other calamity or something happens in the world. As I say, the world is off its axis right now. We're, we're, we're all, we're, we're on a tilt here. That's the way I see it. The whole globe, we're all sort of a little cocoa for cocoa puffs at the moment. That's the way I really see it. And you know, what more to say? Now, how do we get knocked back in? That's the normal we want to get back to. Don't you think? And we don't have that right now. And that is the problem here. Talking here with Alana Friedman and Dr. Lee Ming Young, uh, listening to the voice of the nation. Every day you catch his friends, six and 10. And uh, of course, here on the America Out Loud Talk radio network, uh, all the shows go to podcasts. We have a massive library of shows on podcasts about everything in life that's important to you. Uh, societal, cultural, political, faith, you name it. And that's the way I think life should be. You know, I, I, my, I myself, I don't know about you, but I get sick of talking about politics all the time and the same crap, just like you probably do as well. Don't you? Sometimes you just want to turn the channel off. So, you know, I've had enough of that. I mean, certainly with what's out there and all the negative news you do. Yeah, we need to be in the know. We need to understand what the reality of the moment is. But, you know, at the same time, we need to get on with our own lives and live and breathe. And I tell you every day to get out and walk and like I do, walk several miles a day and Get out and enjoy yourself. And, it's, and I know these troubles, these things we talk about, they're, they're troubling. But it's also important we take the time to uh, appreciate our own lives and to keep ourselves healthy. I'll tell you about healthy cell all the time. Uh, it's, a, it's a remarkable product. And that's why I tell you about it. I've been taking it myself for some years now, about four years. Uh, and so many people, their lives are being impacted. We get the messages in all the time. People are just uh, thrilled with the product. 
there's a whole host of products there. You've got the, the, the multi-daily. It's a gel form. A lot of their products are gel form. They have the AMPM as well, which are in pill form. But a lot of their products are nutraceuticals, gel form. Uh, you've got the multi. You've got uh, the REM sleep. You've got focus. A lot of people are having brain fog. And that's not being funny now. I mean, young people, everybody from that's the COVID thing, long COVID. And that's a real, real problem. Uh, Focus helps with that. That's a real great product that uh, Healthy Cell has. So I encourage you to take a look at that. All our listeners get 20% off, mind you. Uh, just use the code out loud or click the banner ad back at America out loud, or just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. And you're entitled to the discount as well. Now, please take care of yourself. The best way to do that, my friends, is take some healthy cell, get out and walk and enjoy this life. And in the meantime, we'll keep it, keep you informed here on the voice of a nation and on America out loud talk radio. We'll take a pause right here at the moment and we'll be back. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea. You can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. And thank you again, my fellow Americans, for being with us on the mission. You know, I mentioned up front in the program that I believe only peace through strength will stop China. And I said that then, and I'll tell you what, I'm doubly sure right now after talking with both Ilana Friedman and uh, Dr. Lee Meng Young. And I, you know, I often reference we are our own enemy here, and I'm sure I think you probably agree with that. Looking at China right now, Xi Jinping again. Ilana, let me bounce at you here a moment here. I believe a wounded animal can be the most vicious and the most dangerous. I believe if China plays out the way it is right now with all of the various litany of things that are wrong there, I believe they become the wounded animal. And I don't think, I think they even care less at that point. And I think with their um, 
prowess of hypersonic missiles and nuclear activities and possibilities, all, all bets are off the table at that point of what could potentially happen. For sure, not that they would or would not use any of that, we don't know. Or whether they unleash another bioweapon, we don't know that either. But I think a wounded animal is it. So my point is, and back, you see where I've drawn this map now, Ilana, really, I painted a picture out there I want you to understand. And even before we started today, I said to you, you said, well, I'm not really sure about the peace through strength. Well, now you see where I'm at. I think the only thing that stops China, I don't think China is going to stop China, and I don't think them falling on their face is going to stop them. I think the only thing is a peace through strength, which we don't have. That's why I brought it back to the Reagan doctrine and what took place then, which really collapsed communism in the Soviet Union uh, and really opened up the West and the East in ways that we had never seen in our lifetime. Here we are again in current day, and I, I think a lot of the problems we're revisiting right now, our Marxist left in our country is one of the most dangerous points I continue to point out. But I think the vulnerability of the Biden-Kamala Harris uh, administration and the fact that they are the bumbling keystone cops, uh, for sure, I think put us in a very, very precarious position more so between now and the midterm elections. Now, granted, if there's a sweep and a wave in the midterm elections, Alana, and it happens in like lockstep and the American, uh, I'm looking for an American wave, not a red wave or a blue wave. I'm looking for an American wave where patriots stand up and take the whole damn thing back and say, all right, you people sit down, you work for us. You know, that's what I'd like to see. But I don't know whether our people are uh, can figure that out or not, whether Americans have had enough of this nonsense and can figure that out for themselves. I don't know, but that's it. Maybe that's the one uh, uh, measure, stopgap measure that could stop things or uh, plug the dam, if you will, come November. But I'm not even sure how that goes because the vulnerability of still having a weak presidency with Biden and Harris. We're in a lot of trouble there, aren't we, Alana? I believe we are. I, I don't disagree with anything you've said uh, because uh, the, the weakness of our government right now is is catastrophic from the point of view of American history moving forward. Uh, and the question that I guess we all have is how is this going to impact on our safety and security and the future of America moving forward? I, I think there are really two, two different issues here. One is what will happen to China inside China right. and what will happen to China as a result of what is done externally. Right now, we're not doing much. I don't know if if our president is still on the Chinese payroll, but he certainly was when uh, the Afghanistan fiasco happened. And uh, we know that. Um, we also know that uh, he has made very little effort to um, to combat China the way the way Trump did. Trump was very, very strong and he put on sanctions and he he declared China to be what it is. Biden doesn't seem to want to do any of that. And um, his whatever he does to try to stop China has been very, very marginal and very weak. And this is a real problem from a global perspective because the rest of the world expects America to stand up to tyrants and we're not doing it. I don't see that so, he's done anything to stop China. When you said it's been weak, I'm not even sure what that is. What has he done to stop China? He hasn't done anything. I mean, they had well, that one meeting where you know, everything blew up. 
Yeah, he, he said um, he, he pulled back our diplomatic presence at the Olympics, but he is sending, you know, on the one hand, he is uh, talking about how dangerous these uh, viruses are. And on the other hand, he's sending our Olympic athletes to China to compete. And guess what they're going to bring back with him? Good. Well, you think that could be? Well, let's let's ask Dr. Ling Meng Young that what you're talking about there with the Olympics coming up. Uh, you're talking about the potential about bringing uh, viruses back, Alana? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Dr. Lee Ming Young, let's talk about that with the Olympics now. How much of a danger is that or is it? When we don't pull our athletes, taking our diplomatic presence away from the Olympic is boycott. The word I'm looking for is boycott. boycott. Thank you. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, it, but it's, it wouldn't. It, it's not a real boycott if it's only our our diplomats. Uh, exactly my point. So that uh, what he did is a, what is a he did is a uh, you know diplomatic boycott is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Uh, they don't need to be there. It doesn't mean anything. China doesn't want them there anyways. They could care less. That's just played into their hands. Uh, Dr. Lim Young, what do you think about this Olympics and what happens and and is is there real danger? I I don't know if there is. Is there a more of a danger with athletes bringing something else back, or is that possible? Of course, it's dangerous, Malcolm. Do, do you want to go to Mexico to go to some mafia school and talk to the cutters and then see whether they will send you back safely? It's basically the same thing. In China, they have so many uh, different kind of protocols they can do because China is a Xi Jinping's country. So they can be more flexible in conducting their tactics according to the situation. Let me tell you the possibilities which they are preparing for. First, you see, when the assets go to China, China can claim that we have zero COVID cases and you bring from your country. See, this is what they always talk about America, blame America, blame other countries to bring virus to their uh, places. And also they can let your athletes infected and go back, which they already prepared to do it in the Wuhan military games. However, it seems failed at that time, but definitely they if they want to do it in the Olympics, they can do it in February. And also when the athletes go to China, they are kind of hostage, uh, like the Canadian hostages in China, Right, the Canadian hostages stay years in China and then exchange the Huawei princess uh, with China. So China can do a lot of things, and also they can uh, spread the propaganda to brainwash some of your athletes, and then they can go back to your country that oh, China looks great, and let's learn something from Xi Jinping. All these things are the different kind of plans China can use. The point is, will you still trust the Chinese Communist government and Xi Jinping? Do you hear from people still, um, people you knew, friends, others? Do you get a sense of anything? Uh, the thing is, based to our network in China, and I cannot say who they are, uh, but I can say that uh, in China, Xi Jinping starts to do lockdown from the big city Xi'an to other small satellite cities and now to other cities like Shenzhen or Shanghai, all these things actually based on intelligence. This is kind of military practice to control information and can do some other things uh, in this area. 
because they can control the information. People don't know what exactly they are practicing there. And also, we see different uh, information that shows China keep working on more of the bioweapon, unrestricted bioweapon programs. Mm -hmm. So what they can do is they have enough material and technology, and they have experience. They can control the information better than before. And you know you cannot trust them. You know they are working on the things, but you really cannot know what exactly they will do in the Olympics because, as I said, there are several plans. Well, it's safe to say uh, that they probably won't do anything before the Olympics, uh, I would imagine, because that's of great, I mean, as I understand, Dr. Lee Min Young, that's of great prestige and pride. If I, you mean that they won't do anything until the Winter Olympics, then right. that's wrong because Oh. China is preparing for Winter Olympics things, as I said, different plans, and they want use the whole event to achieve their uh, goals to further undermine other countries, especially America, right? And also, meanwhile, China is working on their other tactics against the other uh, countries of, uh, in other areas. For example, China also want get Taiwan. But they won't use the military force directly to invade Taiwan because they know they are weak in military power compared to America. However, the recent intelligence shows that Xi Jinping won't use those kind of infiltration, propaganda, and also use the opposite uh, party in Taiwan against the current administration. Uh, the similar things as they have done in Hong Kong using the misinformation and also launch the activities to overtake Taiwan. Uh, also, China has done other things. For example, they are helping uh, Tigray in Ethiopia, and they are also working on other things in yeah. geopolitic uh, events. So they, they never stop. I mean, Xi Jinping has to do the same things inside and outside China because he's accelerating his let, let me ask you this. In your opinion, Dr. Li Young, what with everything you just outlined, everything, including before and after the Olympics, is there anything that would stop China in the, from right now with their plans using military, using bioweapons, using, as you say, the Olympics as a propaganda tool? What exactly is there anything that would stop China? from this overreach that they're doing right now? The most important thing is boycott China and no economic supply, not listen to China government's fancy words or sweet words. Don't trust them. Don't trust Xi Jinping or other communist people. And just cut off all this supply to China. And then as Elena already described, it's this destabilization inside the China government will also uh, work. So at that time, we can work together inside and outside China to crush, uh, crush the Chinese Communist Party regime. But if you keep get, uh, give the economic supply, you keep connect with China, you let China infiltrate you, you let them conduct unrestricted strategies, then you will waste your time and finally China will win.
Hmm. Wow. That is, a, that is a very, very interesting analysis there. Ilana, let me get a word in from you on what Dr. Lee Min Young says right there, please. Well, I, I, all, of, all of what Dr. Lee Min Young says is, is absolutely true. Uh, we, the problem that we have here in America is that we do not get this truth through any real resource except for people like Dr. Lee Min Young. And, and the, the problem that, that we have is because we don't have this information, we are subject to all of the propaganda on this side of the ocean from the very far left who is trying to tell us that essentially the, the socialism of, of China is, um, uh, is something that we should be striving for. Um, this is a very, very serious a sociological problem in our country. And as far as China is concerned, the fact that we know so little about what she has been describing is very dangerous for us because we don't take it seriously, because we don't prepare for it, and because we simply ig ignore a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, that puts America in great jeopardy. Well, and I'll add one more thing to you, Lana, and because we don't have any peace through strength, do we? <laughs> Oh, no, we certainly don't. We have a very weak government who wants, uh, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't even know what they want. They're, they're, they're hopeless yeah. in terms of being able to position America properly in this world. Well, they're, yeah. And uh, what they want, it appears to be, is uh, to transform America into a um, communist nation of some sort. I mean, this is their, if you look at their budgets and their plans, in their investment of dollars and the, the social welfare net that they put out there and the this whole electric car green energy joke that it is, uh, then you see that the decimation of our economy and our goodwill is at hand. And this is all, I mean, compliments of your Biden Kamala Harris regime, whoever it is. Well, you really, we should call them the Biden Harris Obama regime or Obama Biden Harris or some part of it. Obviously, uh, he is not calling the shots of this stuff. He really is indeed the puppet. I mean, we've said that before, but there's no way to deny that at this point. People argue all the time, is, is he really running the country or not? You know, it, listen, the policies indicate that, you know, it's, it's a Marxist uh, agenda is what it is. And just look at everything they're doing. Look at everything they touch and the decimation of who we are. There is no peace through strength anymore. And back to what Ilana says right there, you know, <laughs> yeah, our enemies know this for sure. Our adversaries are very aware of everything that's playing out here. Keep in mind, these people see the same speeches and the same body language and rhetoric coming from the administration. They see the press conferences there from that Jen Zaki, the press secretary there. They see Harris and all her fits. They see they see, they watch all of this stuff. Every we're an open society. Everything is flushed around the world immediately in real time. They watch. They don't miss a beat. People, please understand. Back to what Dr. Lee Meng Young and Alana were just talking about. We don't have that same luxury with China at all. Ilana Friedman, Dr. Lee Meng Young, and friends, thank you always for being on the mission here. Only peace through strength is what we need. We need to get back to elections midterm, next general election, and change the trajectory of a nation that has gone uh, astray and bring America back to the, the grasp of what it is and what, what, it, what it is meant to be. Thank you for being with us on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loved.